Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. 1 Kings chapter 2 When the time drew near for David to die, he gave a charge to Solomon, his son. I am about to go the way of all the earth, he said, so be strong, act like a man, and observe what the Lord your God requires. Walk in obedience to him and keep his decrees and commands, his laws and regulations as written in the law of Moses. Do this so that you may prosper in all that you do and wherever you go, and that the Lord may keep his promise to me. If your descendants watch how they live, and if they walk faithfully before me with all of their heart and soul, you will never fail to have a successor on the throne of Israel. Now you yourself know what Joab, the son of Zeruiah, did to me, what he did to the two commanders of Israel's armies, Abner, son of Ner, and Amasa, son of Jether. He killed them, shedding their blood in peacetime as if in battle. And with that blood, he stained the belt around his waist and the sandals on his feet. Deal with him according to your wisdom, but do not let his gray head go down to the grave in peace. But show kindness to the sons of Barzilli of Gilead, and let them be among those who eat at your table. They stood by me when I fled from your brother Absalom. And remember, you have with you Shimei, son of Gera, the Benjamite from Bahurim, who called down bitter curses on me the day that I went to Mahanim. When he came down to meet me at the Jordan, I swore to him by the Lord, I will not put you to death by the sword. But now... Do not consider him innocent. You're a man of wisdom. You will know what to do. Bring his gray head down to the grave in blood. Then David rested with his ancestors and was buried in the city of David. He had reigned 40 years over Israel, seven years in Hebron, and 33 years in Jerusalem. So Solomon sat on the throne of his father David, and his rule was firmly established. Now, Adonijah, the son of Haggith, went to Bathsheba, Solomon's mother. Bathsheba asked him, Do you come peacefully? He answered, Yes, peacefully. Then he added, I have something to say to you. You may say it, she replied. As you know, he said, the kingdom was mine. All Israel looked to me as their king. But things changed, and the kingdom has gone to my brother, for it has come to him from the Lord. Now I have one request to make of you. Do not refuse me. You may make it, she said. So he continued, Please ask King Solomon, and he will not refuse you, to give me Abishag the Shunammite as my wife. Very well, Bathsheba replied. I will speak to the king for you. When Bathsheba went to King Solomon to speak to him for Adonijah, the king stood up to meet her, bowed down to her, and sat on his throne. He had a throne brought for the king's mother, and she sat down at his right hand. I have one small request to make of you, she said. Do not refuse me. The king replied, Make it, my mother. I will not refuse you. So she said, Let Abishag the Shunammite be given in marriage to your brother Adonijah. King Solomon answered his mother, Why do you request Abishag the Shunammite for Adonijah? You might as well request the kingdom for him. After all, he is my older brother. 
Yes, for him and for Abiathar the priest and Joab the son of Zeruiah. Then King Solomon swore by the Lord, May God deal with me, be it ever so severely, if Adonijah does not pay for this with his life for this request. And now, as surely as the Lord lives, he who has established me securely on the throne of my father David, and has founded a dynasty for me as he promised, Adonijah shall be put to death today. So King Solomon gave orders to Benaniah, son of Jehuida, and he struck down Adonijah, and he died. To Abiathar the priest, the king said, Go back to your fields in Anathoth. You deserve to die, but I will not put you to death now, because you carried the ark of the sovereign Lord before my father, David, and shared all of my father's hardships. So Solomon removed Abiathar from the priesthood of the Lord, fulfilling the word the Lord had spoken at Shiloh about the house of Eli. When the news reached Joab, who had conspired with Nadonijah, though not with Absalom, he fled to the tent of the Lord and took hold of the horns of the altar. King Solomon was told that Joab had fled to the tent of the Lord and was beside the altar. Then Solomon ordered Benaniah, son of Jehuida, go and strike him down. So Benaniah entered the tent of the Lord and said to Joab, The king says, Come out. But he answered, No, I will die here. Benaniah reported to the king, This is how Joab answered me. Then the king commanded Benaniah, Do as he says. Strike him down and bury him. And so clear me and my whole family of the guilt of the innocent blood that Joab shed. The Lord will repay him for the blood he shed, because without my father David knowing it, he attacked two men and killed them with the sword, both of them Abner the son of Ner, commander of Israel's army, and Amasa son of Jether, commander of Judah's army, were better men and more upright than he. May the guilt of their blood rest on the head of Joab and his descendants forever. But on David and his descendants, his house and his throne, may there be the Lord's peace forever. So Benaniah, son of Jehuida, went up and struck down Joab and killed him. And he was buried at his home out in the country. The king put Benaniah, son of Jehuida, over the army in Joab's position and replaced Abiathar with Zadok the priest. Then the king sent for Shimei and said to him, Build yourself a house in Jerusalem and live there, but do not go anywhere else. The day you leave and cross the Kidron Valley, you can be sure you will die. Your blood will be on your own head. Shimei answered the king, What you say is good. Your servant will do as my lord the king has said. And Shimei stayed in Jerusalem for a long time. But three years later, two of Shimei's slaves ran off to Achish, son of Mecha, king of Gath. And Shimei was told that your slaves are in Gath. At this, he saddled his donkey and went to Achish in Gath in search of his slaves. So Shimei went away and brought the slaves back from Gath. When Solomon was told that Shimei had gone from Jerusalem to Gath and had returned, the king summoned Shimei and said to him, Did I not make you swear by the Lord and warn you? On the day you leave to go anywhere else, you can be sure you will die. At that time you said to me, What you say is good, I will obey. Why then did you not keep your oath to the Lord and obey the command I gave you? 
The king also said to Shimei, I know in your heart all the wrong you did to my father David. Now the Lord will repay you for your wrongdoing. But King Solomon will be blessed, and David's throne will remain secure before the Lord forever. Then the king gave the order to Benaniah, son of Jehoiada, and he went out and struck Shimei down, and he died. The kingdom was now established in Solomon's hands. And so this chapter records David's death. He gives uh, Solomon some final instructions. First, some very important um, spiritual instructions. He said, uh, Solomon, I'm about to die going the way of all the earth. So be strong and act like a man and observe what the Lord your God requires. Walk in obedience to him and keep his decrees and commands, his laws and regulations as written in the law of Moses. Do this so that you may prosper in all that you do wherever you go, and that the Lord may keep his promise to me. If your descendants watch out how they live, and if they walk faithfully before me with all their heart and soul, you will never fail to have a successor on the throne of Israel. So this uh, first counsel to Solomon is regarding spiritual advice, very important spiritual advice that Solomon would be encouraged to remain true to the Lord. And then he gives him some political advice. In fact, it's um, filled with political intrigue. He basically says, you know, Joab's a troublemaker. He's killed um, several men against my wishes, Abner and uh, Amasa. And you need to deal with Joab before he causes more trouble. He he was part of this um, rebellion that we recently thwarted, and now he's capable of more trouble, so don't let him live. And then he reminds um, Solomon of a man named Barzilli, who is now deceased, and his sons. He said, please show them kindness, because they were kind to me. And he reminds Solomon of Shimei. This is the guy that cursed David when David fled from Jerusalem, fleeing Absalom. This is the um, kinsman of King Saul that was cursing David. So another guy who who was capable of um, political intrigue that that David counseled Solomon to do away with him. So David's death is recorded in verse 10. David rested with his ancestors and was buried in the city of David. He had reigned 40 years over Israel, seven years in Hebron, and 33 years in Jerusalem. And so just a very small epitaph here for a great man of God. Solomon next deals with um, Adonijah. Adonijah came and tried to get um, Abishag the Shunammite to be his wife. He tried to manipulate Bathsheba to get Solomon to make David's ex, not ex-wife, but close to it, Abishag, his, his former nurse, the beautiful virgin woman who took care of him in his declining days, to be his wife. And so this was, a, this was another attempt to grab the throne. Solomon recognized it for what it was, and he had Adonijah put to death. And then um, Solomon deals with Abiathar the priest. He didn't condemn him to death, but he took him out of the priesthood. Solomon dealt with Joab. He sent his captain of the guard, Benaniah, to, um, to, to execute Joab. Joab was executed. And Solomon dealt with Shimei, the uh, troublemaker, the kinsman of Saul, who had cursed King David previously. So um, kind of a bloody finish, bloody epitaph here. But um, these things apparently needed to be done. Solomon, in his wisdom, recognized David's instruction. But I want to go back as we close this chapter to David's final spiritual advice. And he said, Observe what the Lord your God requires, 
and walk in obedience to him. And so, Lord, we too recognize that David's final instruction to his son regarding his spiritual advice, Lord, this was the most important words that um, David could speak to his son and that any of us can speak to our children. We are to be among those who ourselves observe what the Lord our God requires. We are to ourselves walk in obedience to you, Lord. But Lord, may our children walk in obedience to you after us. Lord, may those who we have influence over observe your ways and walk in obedience to you. Help us, God, and help our descendants to serve you now and forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.